What is up, everyone? Chris Manning from the Lockdown Cavs podcast with my co-host, Evan Damrell. On today's show, we're going to talk about three free agent guard options. Segment one, DeLon Wright. Segment two, Ricky Rubio. Ever heard of him? Segment three, Tyus Jones. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. All right, the music you heard on the way in, at least in audio form, is from our friends at Astro Radio. Check them out on Spotify or Apple Music. They also have a bunch of shows coming up in the Cleveland area, so check out their Instagram and maybe go see them at a bar near you. I'm Chris Manning, covering the Cavs in the NBA for places like Diamond Up Rocks and SB Nation Through the Sword. My co-host is Evan Damerel, primarily at Facebook's Right Down Euclid. Evan, we're going to talk about backup point guards today. This week, uh, we had the draft show after leave Tulane came through, and I talked to him about the draft. We're going to do backup point guards today. We're going to do a roster review tomorrow, kind of breaking down what the roster actually kind of looks like right now post-draft. We're going to do some wing targets, or some Colin Sexton stuff on Thursday, and then wing targets on Friday. Free agency does open up on the 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to go for live on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page if you haven't for about 15 minutes or so as Fringe humans up. Talk about what's going on. Talk about the market. See what if any Woge bombs or shams, whatever we call those, or Jake Fisher stuff comes Sh- through. Sham shrapnels, Fisher flashbangs. I'm just thinking of. Um, F- Fisher fa- flashbangs is is a good one. Um, like he, he comes out of nowhere and just goes pop. And surprises yeah. you with it. Stein, uh, Stein, I don't know. We Stein need good... Snipes. Yeah, there we go. So, like, we'll get some good stuff, talk about what's going on in free agency, and we'll see if anything breaks at 6.01 Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. So come through to our YouTube page. We're going to be live talking about that. But we're going to start with DeLon Wright today, Evan, because for me, I think if I was going to, if you could tell me the Cavs were going to sign someone to the mid-level exception, either wing or guard, based on who is readily available, he is either one or two on the on the list of guys that I think makes a ton of sense. The other guy is a wing, so we're not going to talk about him today. Would you say he's right but, for the Cavs? Yeah, I, I would, but with an R and not a W, as his name is uh, W-R-I-H-E. Yeah. So I, I, for me, for me personally, I think if you're looking at what he is, what his skills are, the way he plays, I think he makes a ton of sense in a world where you're going to use the MLE, you're not going to make a bigger trade, I think there's a wing option that makes a lot of sense, is like a, but it's a little riskier considering the injuries here that the tease for later in the week. But what do you think of Delon Wright? I don't necessarily hate the signing. Like you said, uh, he's right with a W R I G H T. Um, he makes a lot of sense for the Cavs. I do wonder if Atlanta tries to keep him, if the Hawks aren't able to go get DeJounte Murray and maybe work it back a little bit because okay. you have noted here, and I agree, like he's not good great defensively but like he could be a bigger body guard a la Ricky yeah. Rubio where like he maybe he's playing on Rubio did play a little bit out of his gourd and he was coming back down to earth a little bit before the injury happened um some of that could have been fatigue and just asking him to play so much more than he's probably used to at that point in his career but right offensively is a good plug and play option where you can you won't get the same results as Rick from Ricky Rubio, but you'll get something comparable to that. And at least you'll get some competent backup point guard play where like 
J.B. Bickerstaff can turn the offense over to the bench. You need to let DeLon Wright kind of run the show, whether that's next to Collins, Sexton, and Karis LeVert as well, and just find stability and, more importantly, find opportunities to rest Garland in some games that maybe don't matter as much because I think if you're the Cavs and if you could inject truth serum into them, a lot of these guys, if you ask them, I'm sure – the grind of an 82 game season, Garland playing almost a full season, Mobley playing almost a full season. It hit them at the worst time on top of entries last year. And I keep stressing this. People are probably sick of me hearing it at this point, but like having a fully functional Darius Garland who had a bulky back last season, but obviously it's hopefully not a concern this year, but if it is just having a more functional Darius Garland at the end of the season is what's more than anything going to push you over the edge and get you hopefully if you're not in the play in into the playoffs, but if you are in the play in through the play in and it's the playoffs. Yeah, it's a little TLDR uh, on right. 30 years old, was with Atlanta last season. Uh, played just under 20 minutes a game, 4.4 points, 45.4% from the field, 37.9% from three on one and a half attempts per game. His assist user ratio, according to Cleaning the Glass, is in the top 10% of combo guards. He is, has an above average turnover rate. I I, th- I think the note about him that most intrigues me is that I do think that part of the magic of Rubio is that he, he found success with Garland, right? Like, and this wasn't something Atlanta did a ton of. And, you know, if he's available or not, I think really will be intriguing just to see because, like, does Atlanta want to be a tax team? The Cavs also, by the way, should and I think have uh, done some inquiring about DeJounte Murray. And, like, if you get DeJounte yeah. Murray, I, w- I would just do that. Like, that's – like, just get the the better, younger player, even if, like, there's a big contract coming to you. Like, that dude rocks and would fit great with DG. I think if, like, you're going to, like, approximate some of that, I think that makes sense. And he played, you know, in Trey Young – with Trey Young last year, he – plus 5.5 per hundred possessions when those two were on the floor together. It's 825 possessions. The intriguing thing, Evan, is that not that the defense worked there, like those that defense was bad, had a defensive, they, those lineups had a defensive rating of 117 on average, but the offense is really good. So like, it's not exactly like you can say, okay, this worked here explicitly. We're going to apply mm-hmm. that here. But what I think you could do is say, okay, look, this is what he does well. He makes like quote unquote winning plays, big, big body, can defend all that stuff. It's going to be smart with the basketball. We can plug that into our structure, our scheme. He's we're we're going to make him better on defense because we have these two aliens and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley behind him to defend everything, and it can work. And like that kind of template to me makes sense. If you wanted to bet on that, if you identified this as mm-hmm. a big need, this this kind of option makes sense to me more so than some of the other ones on the market. No, he he really does, and I think it's a name we keep coming back to and circling a lot just because. It kind of, we'll talk about Rubio a bit more in the second segment, but it feels like this is the Cavs' OG plan is to bring back Ricky Rubio and let Colin Sexton and Karis LeVert roll it out. And maybe the Cavs can't afford that window if Rubio can't get healthy till this turn of the calendar year. And then maybe you just want to have some competent backup point guard play. So you're not sputtering out the gates because you have a rookie wing who cannot create his own shot on his own. And he's going to be very reliant on his point guard, whoever is running the offense to get him easy, clean looks to help him feel comfortable within the offense. And I think at least investing and using your mid-level exception, whether you use all of it, part of it, Again, a lot of it depends on how much the Cavs pay Colin Sexton and in turn mm. how much they have to use the mid-level exception too. But if depending on how much you're comfortable to offer DeLon Wright, I, I don't think it's a terrible option for them. I think the third guy we're going to talk about is my number one on this list if we had to like to break them all down. But like Wright 
makes sense as a safer option than Rubio because you also don't know what the player Rubio is going to be when he comes back from this ACL tear as well. And yeah, right is 30. He didn't have like the most eye-popping stats last year, as he pointed out. But if you look at the year prior with Sacramento and Detroit, roughly, roughly averaging 10.2 points per game, 4.4 assists, 4.3 rebounds, 1.6 steals. Um, those 3.3 assists were to – sorry, excuse me. 4.4 assists were to 1.3 turnovers per game. So like he's safe with the ball, like you said. And if you want to get Abaji working, if you want to maybe get Sexton a little bit more comfortable and find to feel more comfortable in his body on the floor again, having competent point guard play from game 81 instead of game 31, 32, other than Darius Garland is probably your best avenue. And Wright is a solid option. Like I, I keep saying that, like he's just, he's a competent signing for this Cavs team. Yeah. I think one of the other things before going to break that I like about him in theory is that like if you are going to bring back Colin Sexton and you have Darius Garland like he f- he can size wise play with those guys yeah he, and like he could, I, I don't it gives the Cavs some fluidity like if they wanted to go super small right could play a little bit of the three because he's six five yeah well I mean like at least like, like they could, could run be, like a three guard lineup with like one or two bigs next yeah to and it. like maybe you have some zone on there with like, your weird aliens like you have some options I think there's other guys available like I think Tyus Jones we'll talk about in segment three like I would have more defensive structure concerns, even though like there's a lot to like about Tyus Jones right after the break, we're going to get into Ricky Rubia because I, there, there's some new reporting out there from folks like Chris Fedor and Jason Lloyd. And I, I frankly stuff Evan and I have heard as well that like Rubio was something the Cavs would like to bring back and try to recreate. This isn't new. This is something we've kind of, I think been hearing since he was traded for, for Karis Levert at yeah. the during last season like this isn't like they wanted to re-sign him before he got hurt and then he got hurt and then the the, the path kind of changed here we're going to talk about the logic of that after we get back from the break but evan first you're going to tell everyone about our friends at rock auto this episode of locked on calves is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need Find are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Choose, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a car store or a car dealership? For example, I used Rock Auto a couple summers ago when my Toyota Camry was still kicking. It would have cost me two grand out of pocket to get the AC unit fixed one summer, and I saved about $1,000, I think, off the top of my head because I was able to find the replacement part I needed on Rock Auto. And the best thing about Rock Auto is they're a family business as well, serving do-it-yourselfers like me and you for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low and are for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, and even new carpet. So if you're interested, check out Rock Auto today, and while you're checking out, put in their uh, How Did You Hear About Us box, and then let them know what Locked On Cav sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Cavs podcast. I'm Chris Manning. That is Evan Dameril. We're going to dive into Ricky Rubio now. And Evan, I, I think there's Real just quick, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I lived up to the legacy of my mustache because the script didn't have the ending of the Rock Auto ad, but I have it memorized by heart at this point. Happened so to me I, I, I landed the plane on the aircraft carrier. See, we're good. Is, well, you could have just told me this off the air, but, you know, we're, we're meandering now. Let's talk about Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio will be 32. Tore his ACL in December. He is not. Obviously, he's only two years older than me. 
this we're point. Old. We're old as heck, buddy. So I think the question here is there's two, I think, layers. This number one, does it make sense to run it back with Rubio and try to recreate that magic as he's hitting that birthday, that 32, and is coming off a torn ACL, which he's now, I believe, torn twice. Secondly, are there circumstances within how you build out this roster where it makes sense versus circumstances where it doesn't make sense? I think there are a lot of ways to unpack this. But broadly speaking, Evan, how would you? What would you? What do you? What would you make of Ricky Rubio, Cleveland Cavaliers backup point guard, big addition in the summer for the second summer row, but under obviously very different circumstances here. I, I when I think of Ricky Rubio from like the fan perspective, because I think a lot of folks immaculate, like, immaculate vibe signing. Let's be clear, like would be immaculate like a vibe great, signing. Uh, yeah. I Ricky Rubio, like I said, was a jersey I low key considered buying because he was one of the most consistently enjoyable Cavaliers to watch because you didn't know what you were going to get that night. I mean, that like the nicest way possible where like it was exciting every time he touched the ball. But I think a lot of fans are prisoners of that moment where they think, and I think of like the flex seal commercials where Phil Swift slaps the flex tape on the leaking bin. And he thinks that solves all the issues. Like a lot of fans think that slapping Ricky Rubio onto this roster is going to fix a lot of the issues. And you, you hit the nail on the head a little bit there where he, this is the second time he's torn this ACL. I think there's going to be a legitimate concern with that because in my experience with orthopedics, like the more regularly you tear a ligament or in that area, like the more prone it is to injury and you don't, know how he's going to be responding to that you don't know how he's doing in his recovery window you don't know a lot of these things you also don't know when he's going to be back on the floor this year too if you were the Cavs, would you rush him back i don't think that's wise especially when you are a hopeful playoff team maybe more of a fringe playoff team playing team or do you let him recover wait it out till the new calendar year we're talking 2023 for his debut at this point if you're the Cavs, can you afford to do that and lean heavily on Darius Garland and lean heavily on a Colin Sexton who is coming off a of surgery on his meniscus or lean heavily on a Karis LeVert who at times did not fit in at all with this Cavs team last season? Like, it, There's a lot of variables and a lot of concerns, and I just think the fallacy that is Olympic Ricky Rubio, and I talked about this a little bit in the first segment too, is something that kind of needs to go away. Like you and I were talking about it. Like we think it was a, I thought it was a fun idea. You thought it was a little bit annoying, but like people took that narrative with him and ran with it and thought Olympic Ricky was going to stick when we're saying, no, if you look at his numbers of the Timberwolves, these, this isn't sustainable. This is like a huge flash in the pan. He carried it into early season. And I talked about this prior to that Pelicans game when he tore his ACL, you were starting to notice him come to earth a little bit. And I do wonder if, he didn't get hurt would we continue to see like a gradual decline and maybe he becomes more of that player he was with minnesota and again that's fine but that's also ricky pre second acl tear as well too so like i have a lot of questions and i have a lot of, re- lot of reservations if you're the Cavs and you just want to run this back and put pin a lot of your hopes on keeping darius garland afloat on a off injured 32 year old point guard be my guess but it's not going to probably end well like i'm being a cynic here yes but at the same time i'm also being realistic where there's a lot of factors outside of just signing ricky rubio and just hoping for the best that could really hamstring what the Cavs are trying to build this upcoming season so i i think there are i i think to to let's like to be the devil's advocate to to this right here. There are parts of it. I think you could talk me into believing are you can make it functional. 
Like, I think if you're going to roll back with Sexton, you have Levert, and Evan Moby takes a creation leap. You could, like, and maybe you have, like, a, a guy in a two-way, or you have, a, like, another, like, cheap guard well, in the roster. Isaiah Mobley can create a little okay, bit. Okay, but, like, a, let's say you get a guard, right? You could massage this enough to get him to a point later in the year. I also, like... Like sometimes I don't always be, like take some of this. Maybe we don't take this as serious as we should. Maybe sometimes I think it's coach speaker, just kind of like an easy narrative to to jump on. I do think that the there was like a Rubio bump with some of this. Oh, last there year. Abs- there absolutely was. This offense was much more functional when well, you had. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even mean that. I, that's not what I mean. I mean like the fact that you had this guy who was like connecting with the coaching staff of is a real guy like around everyone in that sense of like a guy that was like a presence with Kevin as far as like veteran leadership goes and as a guy that has done like has played at a high level had the respect of locker room I think that stuff like does matter so if you told me that you had like you're gonna roll back with Sexton who I think if he's gonna make 18 20 million dollars you has to play some backup win it just your roster your the, the crunch on your roster is gonna dictate that to me and you have Lover, who's going to play with the ball in his hand. And you can massage mm-hmm. things to get Rubio back, let him rehab, have him be around the team, and all of that stuff. I think that's like reasonable. I think the question then becomes: Okay, what is what is that worth? Is that the veteran minimum? Is that part of your MLE? And you split the MLE into two things, where you use that on him, and then you go get like another, um, like five six million dollar wing. Like, how are you approaching this to fill out your roster? Because you have you have needs. You have other needs. We'll talk about them when we break down the roster more, but I think there's like a level of roster you need to aim for to try and upgrade it, and that's going to be hard. But I think Rubio like could be part of your fix here. I think there's just other things you have to do. And I think if you're going to go full bore on this, I think you have to understand that, there, look, there has to be some backup plans. There has to be some some kind of insulate yourself from this not working out. And I think mm-hmm. also just like don't use your full MLE uh, on this path. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you on that. I don't, I would be questioning the decision if the Cavs use their full MLE on a sign. And I, Rubio. I, I like, would be, I would be a little surprised if they did. I, 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 don't, I don't, especially, yeah. I know Brian Windhorst might have been trolling a little bit and being a little tongue in cheek with like watch the Cavs cap space. If okay, we're, we're not talking about the, the we're not Lakers. we're not talking we're not we're not talking. I don't want to talk about that. This I is... know, but I know folks might speculate on that if the Cavs remain frugal this offseason. That's what I'm trying to get at. Here. Yeah, I mean they might. Just but be, I I like, just think they might just not want to pay the tax because they may not be like yes they have the aspirations of being a playoff team, but like. They're also not a championship team as well. Like they yeah. could just be a team who's avoiding the tax, luxury tax as well, which is completely reasonable considering within, where they're with, at. Within the structure of the how the league works, it is like yeah. it, in ter- not in terms of like the amount of capital that like ownership has at its fingertips, but it is reasonable within like the structure of the league mm-hmm. and where the guys are. Like that's just how this works. I, I don't like yep. necessarily even agree with it. I, it's just structurally how this works. Would Evan? Yep. So let's end on this. Let's just end on this. Rubio. Would you have him? I want to tier these as we go. Would you have him a, as a better option or a worse option than Delon Wright? I think he's a worse. Mm. I would say Delon is one for me here, and then I would have Rubio's two among these lists. Really? Yeah, I think Del- I said this at the last segment. Delon Wright. If you're saying like I could get a you guy, said one or two though. That's how I was saying really for. So well, I no. have it right now. I have it Jones Wright Rubio. If you held a oh, gun I have, in my yes, head yeah, right I, now, I, so. I have I have Tyus third. 
See, that's interesting. I think we'll have to talk about that a little bit because I'm pretty high on Tyus Jones' upside. I, but like... I really like Tyus Jones. It's just the, the the fit of how it would work is a question for me. But let's talk about that after the break. So I, we're, okay. we're, Rubio, we're both like into it. It's interesting, but is it like a – like? Do I, I don't think I would be opposed to it. I'm not going to be like how – well, first off, I cover this team. I'm not. I'm like, yes, I'm a fan of their success, but like, I'm not like diehard at this point either. Like, I I'd be analytical about this too. I wouldn't be upset if they signed Ricky Rubio. I understand why they do it because there's pretty clear reasons on why yeah. you could, but yeah, I yeah, have yeah, my yeah. own reservations on it too. Yeah, like it. You can. It. I just. I think people would have to go and understand, and I think the Cavs would have to as well, and they probably would because most of the two of them are pretty smart. Yeah. You can't expect it to be the same thing as last year. You can't expect that for anything. Nothing is ever going to be exactly as you as it was. Shout out Harry Styles. It is not going to. It is not going to be the exact same Rubio experience that you and Rubio bump that you got last year, just based off him coming off of the injury that he is. All right, after the break, Tyus Jones. But first, going to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for your sports betting needs and info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball info. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcast, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. For instance, if you're an MMA fan, Israel Adesanya is a minus 400 favorite over Jared Cannonier at UFC 276 next weekend, while Alex Volkanovski is a minus 190 favorite over Max Holloway in their trilogy fight on that same card. There's also tons of great NBA futures, too, including the next possible teams for Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and more, and there's tons of Lakers shen- uh, shenanigans bets if you want to get in on that, too. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That's Bet Online. That's where the game starts. All right. Last segment of Lockdown Caps today. I'm Chris Manning. That is Evan Damerel. All right. Tyus Jones, 6-2 guard, 18 or so minutes a game for Memphis last year. The, the, if you read the tea leaves, you see what they did in the draft. You read some of the other reporting out there. It seems like he is on his way out of Memphis. It seems like he's perhaps going to command the full mid-level exception in free agency um, as the Grizzlies turn over the roster, and he perhaps goes and starts somewhere or something else. So, Evan, you 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 have said this is of the guys we're talking about today, and I I think of maybe the backup point guard market. He's maybe your number kind of one target here. Why do you like Tyus Jones, and why do you specifically to be to zero this in here? Why are you specifically into him as a fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers? So, just as a fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I look at him as more of a safer, reliable, uh, younger option than I both. Both Joe, both Wright and Rubio, where you look at him, he's very careful with the basketball. I know you noted this, but he is like he has a high usage rate for the Grizzlies at times when Jaw was dealing with injuries. So, like you can really take tangible data out of this. Like he has a really great assist to turnover ratio. So like he's comfortable running an offense. And I think if you took Tyus Jones and said, like, okay, we're playing the second of a back-to-back, we're gonna arrest Darius. If you put Tyus Tyus Jones into the starting lineup and then Obviously, you need a third point guard as well in this rotation, too. Maybe we'll touch on some guys towards the end of the show there. But, like, okay, Tyus, we need you to run the offense. Like, I think he could easily pick up and continue things for the Cavs, albeit not at the same production as Garland, obviously, especially just in terms of scoring. But, like, get 
things rolling. I think there's going to be a lot more con- con- competency, a lot of more balance within this offense. Yes, he's a smaller guard. He has his defensive limitations. He does not pair well with Darius Garland in theory because if you put Darius Garland out there, you want to plug him next to a bigger guard. So that's why Karis LeVert or even Ricky Ruby or DeLon Wright makes sense too. And I think there are concerns with Jones and Sexton too as a pairing, but there's a lot of different options that I think – if you ask J.B. Bickerstaff to figure it out, I think he'd find a way to do so. But like you said, he's going to be one of the more available guards on the market this year. Um, we should also include the caveat that let's say, yes, it, it feels like a foregone conclusion that Ricky Rubio is going to re-sign the Cleveland Cavaliers. But yeah, let's say the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns yeah, or I don't, I don't the think Clippers I, yeah, like approach I, well, him, I don't think that, we that said, could yeah, change things. Yeah, I think we should but be like But Ty, like Tyus Jones well, is hold, out hold, there. Hold, 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 hold. Oh, okay. I, I don't – the Ruby, there's to note that supposedly. I think what we're saying about that is that there is interest in bringing him back. I don't want think we're ready to say it is a foregone conclusion on July on June 26th uh, I, I feel comfortable saying that a few days before free agency. I yeah, I, I just – this is this is, this is is lying season and weird season. Oh, and, yeah, that's yeah. true. And that there's just a lot of time. There Four days there's, in NBA world, there's a lot of time for free agency stuff to shake. It absolutely is. And I – I say this a lot. Like if the Cavs have that ten point three ish, and I'm the 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 decimal amount is just the number I always struggle with because I just don't memorize it. So we'll just say ten million amount. If you pay that to Tyus Jones, I think that would make sense if you're the Cavs. And then obviously, like you're pretty barren in terms of maybe making other moves in terms of wing depth and et cetera, et cetera. But I feel comfortable enough in just saying like. Yeah, this is a younger, more reliable option, and he could be the most available of the bunch because, like you said, the Grizzlies drafted Kennedy Chandler because they're preparing for Tyus Jones to exit in free agency. That The Grizzlies made moves in the draft to supplant some of the depth they're likely going to be losing, not just this summer, but summers to come as well because they have to pay Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and the rest of their young, talented guys in the roster. So that's just – it's an interesting way of how they're doing it, but – I, I think also just timeline wise, Jones fits better too. And that's just kind of where I'm at. So I think you've identified, Evan, the best thing about him and is that he's extremely careful with the ball. Your rear, he just doesn't turn over the ball very much and has a really high assist to usage, usage, assist to usage rate. Like, I think you can make an argument that it's like, we're going to bring in someone who's going to keep the ships moving on time there's gonna everything is gonna work we know he's gonna make smart decisions nine out of ten times and we can support him defensively with the infrastructure we have like you can make that argument to me and i, I think it's compelling i'm not saying like he would be super lowmost i think my concern would just be look i i think him and garland and i think sexton is a struggle to pair those two together i don't know exactly how you're finding like 10 million dollars worth of minutes for him in this, like, if he if you got him on the contract, he signed in Memphis. That's a different question. I think if you're getting him on the full MLE and that's like your big splurge of the summer, and I th- I kind of do think that's what it's going to cost. Then I I don't know if you're getting the you're going to be the, the right team to maximize this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, him, him and Morant is kind of an interesting comp here because Morant and Darius are obviously very different, but um, he played 383 out of his 3,125 possessions last year with Morant. So it's like that's 12% of his lineup scored in the clean of glass. So that's not nothing, but that's not like a massive thing. And then if you're asking to us to extract that over like Sexton being back, like I, I almost wonder if they made a move for Tyus, if that signals something about Sexton, because like having all three of them would be like a lot of guards of that size 
on your roster, even if they all do different things and, and they provide different paces and, and skill sets and whatever, that's just a lot of like body type stuff that is very similar. So like that, there's just a concern from that to me where it's like, I, I think so much of the magic with Rubio and going back and looking at it and watching game back tape back. Isn't that Rubio played really big and that Rubio doesn't Rubio was like, not, not just like making some more decisions in offense, but was putting forth like a really, really good defensive season and was playing bigger than he was. Yeah. You're, I think you could get that from DeLon Wright in a different way. I don't think you're going to get that from Tyus Jones. And that to me is like, that's fair. That, that's the red flag. That is the, the red flag for me where you could talk me into it working. I have this other red flag of the Cavs being the, in the right spot to really maximize what Tyus is. I think that's a fair argument. It's just, <sighs> there's a lot of questions about this Cavs team though as well too. So, but sure, I think that's sure. a fair argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think just that's like, a fair argument. And yeah. I think like you said, the bump you got from Rubio, you maybe not wouldn't get it to the same degree from DeLon, right? But I think you you're, you're not. I mean, to be clear, similar. you're not. Rubio Rubio is like the most. Rubio was of the, of was hotter than Greece in his cast. Iron. Yeah, he's also just like the most of these three guys. He's the most like creative player that like juices things in a certain way. Like these guys all these guys all play very different styles of basketball. These are three yep. very different players, even if they're in the same sort of position group here. No, they absolutely are, and I think. I think it's also fair to say maybe you wouldn't get that bump from Tyus Jones, and that is definitely a red flag in itself. I think the fit with Sexton and Garland is the bigger one for me, especially just because defensively the Cavs are going to struggle if you have Garland and Jones out on the floor at the same time. Like they're both solid positional defenders. Like you can ask them to like adequately defend their guy, but they're going to need help doing it. And I think you're going to be really taxing Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. And well, and Ochai Abaji yeah, as well. Yeah, like, or even Lamar Stevens well, it's like he's I, out there. Yeah, but I, I think like Abaji and Okoro would be the guys that are like just tracking miles, like covering up for guards, like different guards. Yeah. And then there's like, there are just certain teams, like especially when you kind of build this out. And, and if, you're, if your goal is the playoffs and that, that's where this is headed, like that's those are guys that would, I think would have a really hard time navigating Milwaukee. In the playoffs, I think they would have a really hard time navigating the, heat, the Sixers. The Heat. Well, it's like all these the Boston who just made the finals. Not like Boston, you too. have these you have these big size issues, and I think I think there's a tr- I think like finding some size to supplement like some of the smaller avenues of your team makes a lot of sense to me. I, it's also very possible like they get none of these guys. Like you know what I mean? Like it could just yeah. be a certain way, which is like, well, this broke a weird way, and they're gonna roll with Sexton and Lavert, and they're gonna find a third backup guard and try to squeeze that a certain way and maybe mobile takes a creation leap like this this is going to be interesting to see how they approach this like and because the Cavs again we should probably say this up top they don't have like a ton of resources here to like fix nope. this they have, they have the MLE and they have minimum contracts that's like and they can and, make trades yeah they that's could it. sign and trade Sexton they could trade Levert Kevin Love isn't expiring but I don't think that's really an avenue that's going to happen here maybe Larry Markkinen but it's like the like you're you're and you have future picks aside from the window to Indiana but it's like this is sort of your you, you don't have like limitless like I like I like they've they've been linked to Jonathan Murray. I wonder if part of it is just like the ass getting there asset wise is like really tricky for them compared to like what Atlanta might be able to offer and is willing to offer it. Like I'm sure San Antonio views John Collins more interestingly than they do they do Larry Market at this point, but that's another that, yeah, that, that, that's another that's a fair argument. That, that's too, that's but... like a that's another podcast once <laughs> if if that trade happens. Evan, let's let's yeah. the, let's could run out of time. Let's wrap up. I'm going to give you, I want, I literally just want in or out on some names. Ready? Mm-hmm. In or out, one word answers, no context. We're just going to fly through these. Dennis Schroeder. In. 
I don't know how I feel there. Austin Rivers. Very in. Very in as well. Would have loved him last year. Aaron Holiday. Tepid, but in. Yeah, me too. Raul Nato. Uh, could be worse as a third guard because Kevin Pangos, but semi in. I'm kind of out on that one. Uh, and the last one, Goran Dragic. I'm just out because I feel like it's a foregone. It, it feels like he's going to sign with Dallas to play with Luca. Yes, uh, but would would absolutely be. Yeah. Know, oh, if, he would. He would yeah, rock I'm, with I'm, the Cavs. Yeah. But I, I don't. I'm only saying these in terms of like I don't know if any of these guys are like on their radar or like gettable or whatever. But like these are just the names on the list of free agent point guards. So we're playing in or out. Dragic would be the. I just honestly my my. Tepid take. River, River, Rivers or Dragic would be like the clear winners from this. Rivers, I I love Austin Rivers. Um, Me too. I think uh, you and I both are just like we, he's a bigger guard. He plays defense and does and like a spaces, lot of things well. Yeah, and he, yeah. And he spaces. And if you wanted spacing from that spot, like that would be the guy. It's like one of the things we've that's underlying. I don't even know what he shoots from three, but like Rubio, like not historically like a great three point shooter. Dawn Wright uh, oh, no. made them at a decent clip, but not like a volume shooter which is like something cleveland arguably still needs i mean definitely i think still needs after a body and then tyus last year was at 39 percent. so like maybe that's something that you could you could but that was also like his his this is this is a weird looking at it in real time so uh his <laughs> last four seasons 30 in minnesota in 2018-19 who are we talking about tyus jones okay I just 31 because we threw out a bunch of names there okay 31.7% with Minnesota, then 37.9 his first year in Memphis, goes down to 32.1 his next year in Memphis, and last year on a career high in attempts at 2.8 a game is at 39%. So, like, is he just, like, a wave of three-point shooting? And, like, do you trust that? Like, those are questions you're, I think you'd have to ask if you were looking at Tyus Jones. Okay, that's going to be it. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing a live – well, not a live, excuse me. Thanks for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Blah, blah, blah. Tomorrow, we are going to be doing a roster review pre-free agency where we dive into likely starters. I'm going to redo that last bit. Make okay. Uh, Whatever you got to do. Uh, I just said blah, 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 and I know that's something to be <laughs> Thanks, by the way, for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Tomorrow, uh, on Wednesday, we're going to be doing a Cavs roster review pre-free agency where we dive into likely starters, key bench pieces, and then the guys on the outside looking in ahead of free agency uh, and seeing where the Cavs may look to improve their roster and the ways they could do it. We hope you'll join us for that. For your second listen today, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day. Yes, 30 minutes with Lockdown NBA. That's Lockdown NBA. Check that out wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown NBA is your daily update on the NBA in just 30 minutes. Free agency is coming. Kyrie trades maybe coming. Kevin Durant Photoshop stuff coming. It's a fun week. Everyone be well. Stay tuned for more Lock on Cavs. And shout out to my wife for making this wonderful sign. She's great. Shout out Leanne Manning. Be well. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.